Mike Seibert Radio is an independently produced podcast. The views and opinions expressed are those of the host and the guests only and do not necessarily reflect those of any other broadcasting entities that either have been, am now, or will be affiliated with. Welcome back to Mike Seibert Radio, recording this week from the KGRG One booth in the KGRG studios at Green River College with special guest co-host Killing Spree. And this is the podcast radio show where I talk about stuff and things. All right, man. So, uh, so what's on your mind? What isn't on my mind? <laughs> or, well, or more accurately, what what's on your mind that we've got time for? Well, we just watched the uh, TV spot for. Uh, Last Jedi. Uh huh. I that line from Luke. Yeah, this is not going to go the way you expect. See, and I think that has multiple, multiple meaning meanings because I think it's um uh it's subverting expectations. Like if you expect this to be more of the same, this isn't going to go the way you think. I'm interpreting it as something bad's going to happen. Someone's going to die. They're Disney is warning you. Yeah, you Luke's know, dead. <laughs> you are, I, I'm calling it now. I, th- that is my prediction. Luke's gonna die. Yeah, you know what? And and you've you've been on that for gosh as long as since, I can since remember. They the, since they announced the title of the movie. Yes, that's right. That's right. And incidentally, the uh, the director uh, Ryan Johnson. I don't know if you uh, uh, caught this or not, but he confirmed that Luke is indeed the titular last Jedi of the title. Because like what happened is like Vanity Fair had put out like a clickbaity type article. Oh, did they? And and they were like, well, hey, we you know we we uh um you know sat down with the producer and the director and you know we tried to get the answer from them you know. Click here to read more. To which, to which he responded, just uh, in in lowercase with no uh, punctuation. It's Luke. <laughs> so, so apparently, Ryan Johnson has no patience for clickbait. So either he's being honest, and Luke is the last Jedi, and Ray's mm-hmm. gonna turn to the dark side or dip her toe in it, right? Or he's just kind of like, kind of trying to divert the audience, like. Well, and and it's interesting because I think what what they're kind of trying to do is kind of um, it it's misdirect a misdirect, or they're like swerving a swerve because the last um, theatrical trailer ends with Kylo extending his hand and Ray saying like, "Well," and you know th- those two shots have nothing to do with each other. That's that's just editing, I think. Yeah. But I think what they're trying to do with this new TV spot is push that even further where, you know, um, there's that scene of like Luke uh, lying down like in like the, you know, like this lake or some kind of water. And, you know, it's very clearly raining. And then you see Ray in another sequence where it's very clearly raining and she looks like she's about to, you know, draw arms uh, down, uh, down on Luke there. Um, I I think that that is as much of a misdirect as the the Kylo extending his hand thing. Okay, I think so. I, I so basically, like my thing is like I'm I'm at a good spot and ready to see this movie because now I don't know what's going to happen. Now right. now I'm filled with questions as opposed to after I watch the theatrical trailer, I'm like, wait a minute, this is basically the story of the movie. Yeah. Okay, you know, but but now they they threw enough stuff in there to just kind of shake everything up to where it's like I I don't know what's real and what's not, and you know, re- really how this is gonna go. I just know, thanks to Luke, it's not gonna go the way I expect. Yeah. Uh, Want to hear a bad joke? Yes, I love bad jokes. All right, that line where Ray's like, <laughs> "I need somebody to show me my place in all this." Uh-huh. Uh huh. I wish I had the. The meme of it, <laughs> but it ends with uh, Ren basically pointing to the kitchen. Oh, that's bad! <laughs> Killing spree, ladies and gentlemen. Send your hate mail at. 
Oh my gosh! You know what, dude? You you need to do your own show. I think you you have a voice I, that I think needs because you, you because, mentioned that. But actually, I am contemplating rebooting Late Night Dev as a podcast. Like I'm looking at uh, equipment and all that kind of stuff. Oh, nice! So that I can record at home and not rely on uh, <laughs> taking up KGRG time or hoping at my work that I can get a booth. Right. Yeah, because I, I don't know if your uh, um, work situation is similar to mine, but it's like, but I have I have to plan. Yeah. Because it's like, I mean, it's like I have access to the equipment, but I, you know, I've got to like bob and weave with, with uh, folks sometimes. And it, it can be, it can definitely be a challenge. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think... Um, I mean, especially following your Twitter and, you know, being on these shows that we've been on together, it's like, rather than trying to shoehorn you into my warm milk style of yeah. uh, doing a inoffensive radio, just talking about stuff that I like, um, I, 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 I would totally listen to Late Night Death. I go, I, I really, <laughs> as soon as you were talking lukewarm, unoffensive, I yeah. really wanted to offend or just pushing a uh, a meme that's yeah. just totally offensive but i think i'm gonna leave it out <laughs> very good <laughs> this after invoking the uh the the ray kitchen meme <laughs> well that one's lukewarm compared to what i was thinking but but, Lu- but hey, lukewarm. hey you, you do have that warning at the beginning of your show I do. It, that you know what? That's just in case my boss happens to stumble across an episode. <laughs> I was wondering because your first few episodes, like you didn't have that, and, uh, and then you, out of nowhere, it's there. It's like, who did you get in trouble with? Yeah, you know, honestly, it, it's um, um, crossing my fingers. I haven't been in trouble yet. I'm I'm just being proactive. Okay, uh, proactive to avoid uh, trouble. But but here's here's the secret: is that everybody has a podcast. And nobody cares about my podcast. So, I mean, cause that was another thing my boss told me. He's just like, dude, whatever. Just, just, uh, try not to, to, uh, make money on it if you're using company stuff. Right. And, uh, and yeah, try not to, uh, openly disparage your, and, and maybe having a little bit of distance with, uh, from, you know, what, what you do, um, you know, for us here at work and what you do on your podcast. That, that, that's, that's something that I would do if I reboot late night death is like, yeah. I wouldn't mention where I work or anything like well, that. And that's the thing. I mean, you, you already have a cool radio name. I mean, Oh, <laughs> Oh, oh I, I got to tell you this story that this is, you know, way inside baseball and just for our, our own self-indulgent benefit. But I, at the, uh, at the last, uh, KGRG award ceremony back in, in, uh, August, uh, Tom was talking about, you know, like uh, uh, various shows. He'd mentioned that, you know, Late Night Death was the longest running show in KGRG history. And he um, uh, mentioned you by name. He's like, you know, that, you know, all this, you know, incredible announcement. And I'm sitting in the back. I'm like, that's not his name. Oh, oh, you, oh, you use my actual name. <laughs> he used your actual oh, okay. name. I'm like, that's that's not his name. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I missed that banquet. I had to work. Ah, that's a bummer. I uh, I had uh, I had the um, uh, good fortune of the uh, banquet being very close to my work, so oh, I okay. I like got off work and then uh, conveniently went over. It was very convenient, yeah. fun evening, but but yeah, yeah. One one of these August Thursdays, uh, yeah, we we may we may have to go crash a KGRG awards and show up. Yeah, when <laughs> everybody there. No, doesn't know who we are. Oh, you know, I I think we're almost there because, like, I you know, like I I've seen some of these uh, uh new kids that have come in, and I'm like, not not only I don't know who they are, but they're probably giving me side eye, like, who's this guy? Because I know when I started, I would see people like you know that had like recently graduated or were coming back and doing like podcasts, like we're doing now, and I'd be like. The fuck are you doing here? Yeah, go away, old person. You you don't belong here anymore. This is our time. Says the guy with the gray beard. Well, yeah, no <laughs> kidding. And and that's the thing. It's like um, uh, now I realize that I'm that guy that that is kind of coming back and and uh, but no, I mean I mean this it's it's really cool um to kind of come back and just kind of like remember our roots a little bit. Yeah. Um, because I, I think both you and I, this, uh, this place is very, very special to us and something that we'll always be kind of part of one way or the other. Well, yeah, I was doing late night death for 12 years. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. 
That's that's oh man, that, that's dedication. That's what that is. That that definitely is. Absolutely. So, um, sorry, I kind of kind of got on this whole memory lane um, topic thing, but um, one of one of the things that that you wanted to mention since we were here, um, there's a um, one of your your favorite movies of the year just came out on video, right? Yes. <laughs> I, I love it's it. It's probably um, unless, uh, well, I know I'm not going to like Justice League. Oh God, no. And, Unless not, are you going to watch that movie? By the way, I'm going to hate watch it. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> See, I think I think that's where I've landed as well. Like I I talked to my wife and she's like, oh, you know, I'll give anything a shot. She's notoriously the uh, she's up for anything. I mean, shit, she watched Blade Runner 2049 with me. Um, but and Ghost in the Shell and and Ghost <laughs> in the Shell exactly. She's still mad at you about that. By the way, hey, hey she could have said no. That's true. That's very true because it's like, well, wait a minute. So, because like she ended up going back and listening to that episode, and she's like, seems like neither one of you were especially uh, keen on it. Um, why did we have to go watch that again? <laughs> I was like, well, because it's Cause we, were ta- we were talking about it for so many other episodes. It's like, we got to yeah, we almost we gotta had follow to. through here. Exactly. It's like going to your kid's graduation. You know it's going to be terrible, but you got to go through it. Yep. <laughs> I like that. That's stole, a... I stole that from Red Letter Media. It's not my joke. <laughs> but you uh, you had a movie you wanted to talk oh, about. Yeah, yeah, yes. Um, unless uh, I'm blown away by The Last Jedi, my favorite movie this year came out on Blu-ray. War for the Planet of the Apes. <laughs> I love that movie. You, uh, you've got a thing for those monkey movies. But these ones were just especially good. Mm-hmm. This, this wasn't a... Uh, I know it's bad, but I love it anyway. Like Friday the Thirteenth for right. Nightmare on Elm Street. These were these last three movies, legitimately good. Yeah, you know, compelling storytelling, and you know, um, yeah. I mean, I remember when I first saw the, uh, I think it was during the Super Bowl, however many years ago, they played the trailer for Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah, I knew nothing about it. I didn't even know they were making a movie. Came out of nowhere. Yeah. So when I first saw it, I was like, oh god. Because I remember the Tim Burton remake. Yeah. And I was like, oh, God, this is going to suck. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I went and saw it, I was like, when Caesar yelled no, holy shit. That, that's still a I, big fuck yeah moment. That, totally. That's to, that's to me what a lot of Gen Xers would yeah. feel about uh, Vader and I am your father. Sure. That was just like, wow, I haven't felt... I hadn't felt that way about a piece of dialogue or audio mm-hmm. since the the T Rex in Jurassic Park broke through the fence and roared. See, you know, and and it's funny because like I I love Jurassic Park also, but the the moment that gets me is not that one, but it's the one at the end. You know, yeah. you know the the big triumphant roar and 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 the banner that flutters down. You know, when when, when dinosaurs, dinosaurs rule the earth, that always gets me. It's like well, they you know, they all get me, but it's just that like. That was the first that the, yeah. when the T Rex broke out. That was like the first. Like there, there was no. Uh, uh, was for lack of better phrase, mm. it's just like there was no warning to it. Yeah, yeah. Y- like same with uh, Caesar yelling. No, there was no build up to that. You had no idea he was going to speak. You knew he was smart, but you didn't know he could already speak. Right. And so yeah, so I mean, I mean, Rise just came out and blew my hair back. I, I was just like, and I had always been like a casual fan of the of the apes movies. Like, you know, I watched them with my dad, and they were you know goofy fun and yeah. and and all of that other stuff. Uh, didn't like the Tim Burton remake, um, but yeah, I mean, Rise just just you know just just grabbed my attention. Yeah, and it's like, wow, that is that is great. Mm-hmm. And then they did a sequel. It's like, how are they going to top that? Yeah, how are they going to top that? Koba. There One it word, is. Just Koba. Yeah, yeah. He's a uh, um, he, he. He's he's grown to be my absolute favorite sympathetic villain. Mm-hmm. More so than the. Well, I used to say Vader, but those, sure. those prequels showed that Vader was always a power hungry asshole. Yeah, it's hard to be sympathetic to Vader these days. Yeah, who who had a thing for uh, My Chemical Romance music? <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! I'm telling you, man. He's probably he's probably got like little iPod speakers in there, and he's just he's just welcoming the Black Parade during that that end sequence of a Rogue One. <laughs> yeah, Koba and Caesar, they were just they just played off each other so well. Like, yeah, it's like why couldn't Batman and Superman be like that? 
Yeah, and, and that and that's what you want. You want, you know, like for all of like you know Lex Luthor's uh, uh, overly sophisticated and. F- quote unquote air quotes uh, philosophical dialogue about lightness and dark and you know gods and men and all that stuff that but that's what that relationship should have been you know between Batman and Superman you know you can you know for them to be adversarial you have to have that kind of connection that Caesar and Koba had you yeah, know because in the beginning of dawn or the end of rise and beginning of dawn uh-huh. Koba and Caesar were allies. Like, yeah, dude, they were bros. I, yeah, I, I don't know if Koba was ever intended to be like Caesar's second in command as far as the apes go, but he was like he was up there with uh, Rocket and right, uh, uh, Maurice. Maurice. Yeah, yeah. But and Rocket, or not Rocket? Sorry, uh, Koba had a good two two word di- dialogue. It was just so great. It was like when Caesar or Koba was. Expressing his concern about the humans working on a dam, and mm-hmm. Caesar was just saying, "We'll just let them do their human work, and they'll go away." He's like, "Yeah." And Caesar's kind of, kind of looking confused, like human work. Then he just starts pointing at his scars, like human work. Yeah, and he just keeps raising his voice every mm-hmm. time he points at a new scar. And then when he gets to his dead he, eye, he yeah. just yells, "Human work!" Yeah, yeah. It's just like, just two words, so powerful. Mm-hmm. Well, and so well written. I mean, I mean, it's like. You don't expect this level of writing from something with Planet of the Apes in the title. It, it, the title alone sounds silly, mm-hmm. but the movie is so damn serious. You love it. Yeah. I, and, and you know, we, we were talking about the perspective of, you know, from uh, uh, Blade Runner 2049 um, uh, being bleak. These apes movies, super bleak. Oh, yeah. Way more than, say, uh, uh, Battle for the... Not Battle... Uh, Conquest for the Battle of Planet of the Apes. Yeah, the yeah, um, yeah, because that that's the one where humanity basically dies off, and yeah. you know it's kind of the the rise of the Planet of the Apes for intents and purposes. But so yeah, I mean like, um, um, so then then war comes around, and, and, and you just kind of holy well, shit in the back of your mind, you kind of worries like, usually in a trilogy, the third is the worst or. The least best. Mm-hmm. Because, like, least best, I would think, like, Return of the Jedi. And worst, you'd have, like, Jurassic Park 3 when Jurassic Park yeah. was a trilogy. Right. And same with, uh, well, I might be alone here, but I I enjoy... Alien 3 grew on me, but it, is, it was definitely the weakest of yeah. the three when, when, uh, Ali- when it was just a trilogy. Mm-hmm. See, I, I and have... And then there's T3, which was pretty bad. Yeah, that and everything after that was hot garbage. I mean, there, yeah, there's... D three looks good now. How bad <laughs> is that? It's like, hey, miss me? But, but no. Talk to the hand. You miss me? But no, War for the Planet of the Apes. Yeah, like, I, I'd have to marathon, but I, I think that's like, maybe that was one of the better of the three. Just see, I, I, I just have a hard time thinking of a lot of things that are like I didn't like about it. Right. The thing that's interesting, though, it, it it operates as a complete trilogy. Um, the thing that I don't know is do any of the movies stand on their own? Like, can you just watch Dawn willy nilly? Um, I'm not sure. I mean, I love Dawn. I mean, I mean, at the time, I'm like. I mean, and you know, I'm thinking of I've, throwing it in that sequel bin with like Wrath of Khan and and Empire Strikes Back. I mean, it's like that. No, I, I think you're on. The, I think you're right that uh, Rise, uh, Dawn of War. You need to have at least seen Rise first. Yeah. But, now you that, c- you can watch Rise by itself and be totally fine. Yeah, I think because I think it ends on a satisfying enough note to where oh cool now we're now yeah, we're it, now it, we're doing Planet of the Apes. It could have been done. It could have been left alone at that, but it, it let or it opened itself up for uh, sequels. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the the sequels they're not standalone. It's, it's kind of like the same with the uh, the Two Towers or Return of the King. Yeah, see, and you can't watch any of those independent. And I bet you, I wonder if you could watch that First Rings movie by itself. Um, and be okay because I mean, like I said, I mean, Rise you can watch by itself. Well, yeah, with uh, Fellowship, it's it's one big story broken up, but yeah. So you you you'd obviously need to watch the sequels, but yeah, they're 
I would put those trilogies kind of the same. Like you need to watch the predecessors before you watch the sequels. Like, and they don't. The sequels don't necessarily stand up by themselves. Yeah. Like say, uh, Empire or Aliens or T two. Yeah. Because huh. those sequels, they they give you enough information. But with, especially War, like if you didn't see Dawn, you all that Koba stuff would make no sense. Yeah, you wouldn't understand. You, you need you it. wouldn't understand the dark path that Caesar was taking. Yeah, I I agree. So one one of the things that that you've said about um, war, if I if I remember correctly, it's like you know one one of the most satisfying ends to a saga. If, yeah, yeah, it was. I don't want to dig through my Facebook post because I went, I went out a little long, like just praising that movie. Of course you did. Because <laughs> unlike Twitter. Yeah, yes. <laughs> but anyway, yes, it, it, I felt totally satisfied. Like, uh huh. Like it, it wasn't like, uh, not to totally knock Return to Jedi, but it was just like, it wasn't like Jedi where it was like pretty good, but there was some stuff in there that like could have gone done without or maybe done mm-hmm. this would have been more satisfying. I, I think Han dying would have been a much better place for him to die than uh, Force Awakens, but that's a whole different thing. Yeah, I, I I don't disagree. I I really don't. But you know, yeah, it's it, like it, it would have made the in uh, the whole final battle more uh, more at stake. What's going on? Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah, war just felt on on a good note. Caesar he led his people to the promised land. He pulled a Moses or a uh, Spartacus. Or, is it Spartacus? Oh, Spartacus dies also. Yeah. I, I'm getting my uh, ancient people mixed up here. Oh, <laughs> your ancient people. I love it. I love it. <laughs> well, not all of them are uh, mythology, so. Oh, true. Yeah, good point. Um, but yeah, no, it's like it's like Caesar leads his people to the promised land, but he himself can't enjoy the promised land. Yeah. And that's that's pretty darn satisfying, actually. Um, and, and I loved how they... Uh, more or less explain the humans becoming mute yeah. animals, like, yeah. like in like in the original, where where uh, Charleston Heston and his crew show up and it's like all these people can't talk; they're mm-hmm. they're basically monkeys. Totally, yeah, and, and that and that's the whole hook of Planet of the Apes is that it's flipped. You know, you you go back to all of uh, Charlton Heston's iconic dialogue. It's a madhouse. You know, it's like everything is upside down. Nothing nothing makes sense. Yeah. Um. But the the thing that I really enjoy about the Apes movies is, one, that, you know, the characters are so well written, so well uh, performed, that you forget that these are computer-generated creatures. Well, mocap, to be more accurate. True. Well, um, but, I mean, to the point well, where... I know what you're getting at. Yeah, to where it's... Um, Oh yeah, so so with uh actually maybe I maybe I do have it a little wrong. So so with mocap, you have an actor, and so they just basically they, put, they all wear uh, these weird suits and they have with the ping pong balls point, on it. Yeah, and, and they all have, that they have uh, cameras pointed at their face and they have little spots painted on their face to so the camera can detect facial mm-hmm. movements and whatnot. And then they go in with a computer and just animate the uh, the apes over them or. See and 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 I've just now realized in this conversation that maybe I don't know as much about mocap as I think because I thought what it was was you know in in all of the material I've seen is like people in these suits in like a green screen environment just basically acting by themselves and then they construct a animated character that they insert into the movie. No, it's it's not like the Star Wars prequels where you have the actors oh, okay. in front of a screen screen and looking at what they think is supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. You you have people actually there playing the apes. Oh, they're, they're just in, just in, in, gray, in the in, suits, in gray jumpsuits. Holy shit! I did not know that. You should uh, if you ever get the war. They they do all the behind the scenes okay. stuff. It's, it's really fascinating to see. Yeah, I've uh, I've I've got the Blu-ray sitting at home. Okay, I'm, uh, I'm uh, I haven't watched it yet. But uh, shit, shame, shame I, on you. I, I know, right? Hey, at least I bought it though. I'm supporting the supporting the stuff. Yeah. But but yeah, no, it was a uh, um uh, wildly satisfying. Um, yeah, just a uh, um everything I think we expected it to be. Yeah. But now it's kind of like, should they follow up with a Planet of the Apes remake? 
you know, I, I think they have the track record that and 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 they've proven that they can do the material justice. Like yeah. they take some of the sillier aspects of Planet of the Apes uh, tropes and you know repurpose it and make it work. Yeah. Um. So I I would. I would be kind of down with that. And I think I and I honestly don't remember if we talked about this on a recorded podcast or just a conversation uh, between you and I. But like we were talking about, like, where do they go from here? And I said that I would like this to lead right up to the door of Planet of the Apes, forgetting for a sec that there's probably a couple thousand years that need to pass. Because really in between war and Planet of the Apes, there's really not a lot you can do aside from just showing them evolving. Yeah, and and there really isn't. I mean, because for intents and purposes, that's kind of like the end of the conflict. Yeah, you know, like, who, you can't have them fight another army because it, it pretty much undermine everything that happened in war. Correct. Yeah, and and it's and and the thing that I think makes um, uh, these Planet of the Apes movies so effective is that you sympathize with the apes characters oh, yeah. and you actively root against the human characters like at the end of war where the avalanche takes out the other army that's like fuck yeah eat it motherfuckers and it's like wait a minute th- those are like the, the humans but those, but those humans that came in they were they weren't necessarily coming to kill uh the apes right they were just there to stop uh woody totally but but they were still dirty humans you know yeah. and and their human work you know, I I think I yeah. think that definitely kind of plays because like like I said, I I was I was happy about that. I'm like, yeah, yeah, cross these fuckers off. We need this to be a planet of apes. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah, great movie, great movie. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, uh, anything else you wanted to mention on the well, on, on the ape series while uh, while you had me? <laughs> um. Not really. Okay. So one thing we uh, uh, we were kicking around because we're uh, we've got a little bit of time left um, before uh, uh, before we need to uh, get out of here. Um, we uh, we we were talking about Friday the Thirteenth a little bit. Oh right, you you t- retweeted something about uh, Jason goes to hell would be is tied to Evil Dead. Well, yeah. So like uh, apparently the, supposedly the the director of Jason goes to hell confirmed that because the Necronomicon shows up in Jason Goes to Hell, and he's like, yeah, yeah, Jason's a deadite. And, and I'm like, uh, uh, okay. Which well, which I think that's fucking nonsense, but... Yes, but to be fair, I'm pretty sure there was a comic book crossover with Jason, Freddy, and the Evil Dead. I may have actually read that. That that sounds very familiar. That seems like something I would I would buy. But yeah, the thing I... I that led into a whole other thing that we were talking about, like... You said something about like the uh, the New Line movies shouldn't be canon, and that yeah. goes to hell was you think was the worst Friday. Uh, I and I stand by both of those statements. I, okay. I think I think the um, you you can have Paramount continuity and you can have New Line continuity when you try to put them together. I mean, not that Paramount continuity is especially tight, but yeah, Friday the Thirteenth and continuity. Yeah, it's yeah, it's one of those things. But I mean, to me, it's like like the the tonal shift. It's it's like I I don't feel like Jason Goes to Hell is a sequel to Takes Manhattan. You know, I feel like it's a totally different movie and living off in a totally different thing. Well, you could probably say that about uh. Jason lives because that had much more of a comedic uh, tone than the original four. I a hundred percent agree. And then that that's where you get into the debate between human Jason and zombie Jason. And, and, and I like it all because it's Jason. I oh. mean, I, 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 I like them both and I like them both differently. No. Yeah. Like, so. like you know, you have some star Wars fans that love yep. everything, even the, uh, the uh, special editions. Yeah. I'm that way with Friday for TV. I love the whole damn thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. You know, it's like, you know, and, and you know, some are better than others. Yeah. Some some um we we can be embarrassed that uh that we like, but yeah. Oh, no. I'm not embarrassed about anything when it comes uh, to Friday the thirteenth. <laughs> see, that's yeah, because like some of those See, that's where the comparison came in. Yeah, gotcha. And and yeah, because um so yeah, so you are you a, a goes to hell apologist? Is is that is that what your deal is? Because I I hate that movie. I don't hate it. If that's what you're asking. Oh okay okay. 
Fair enough. Now, um, um, I think if I remember correctly, did uh, um, did uh, uh, I, I think I floated out the idea of like doing a ranking? Well, yeah, because uh, my response to you saying, uh, "Oh, that's new a- line shouldn't be canon," and that Part Eight was the worst. My response was, "Freddy versus Jason should very much be canon," and that Part Eight was the worst. Yeah. Okay. So, um, um, couple things on that. It. Um, uh, tell me more about that. Why? Why should Freddy versus Jason be canon as opposed to? I mean, because you're. Well, I'm not saying any of them shouldn't be canon. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. I'm just saying, eight was I think was worse than Goes to Hell. Oh, okay, okay. That's that's what it was more than anything. I think I was reading more into it. It's like, wait a minute, maybe he's got like this piecemeal cannon in his head that I'm not. You sound I'm like those Deckard is a replicant people. <laughs> yeah, see, that, that's what I was thinking, and it's uh, yeah, I I don't know. Right, anyway, I, you you yeah, you were suggesting uh, com- we each rank the movies, yeah, and then compare. But gotcha. Apparently, you didn't. Well, you know what though? It's it's funny in the uh, in the last couple minutes. I made some quick notes. I, I oh, while I was talking, you were busy doing something else. I see how it is. Well, it's funny because like at one point I was writing down some notes. Earlier I was looking at my phone, and yeah, so I'm just I'm just too busy not paying attention to you, dude. You know, you know, have, have <laughs> I see sh- how it is. Haven't shared a radio with you in six months, and what do I do? Not pay attention. Yeah. You, okay. I, well, who goes first? You know, if, if you want to be a guest on the show, email me at mikecyberradio@gmail.com, and I'll, I will ignore you as well. <laughs> so. Um, um, so do we just want to go all the way down? Um, well, I, I listed everything, uh-huh. including the remake and Freddy vs. Jason. Me which too. is more, well, do you consider that a Friday 13th or do you consider it a Nightmare on Elm Street? I, you know what? I, 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 uh, I, honestly, I would do both. You know, like if I if I was doing a nightmare ranking, I would include Frey versus Jason, and if I'm doing a Friday 13th yeah, ranking, I yeah. would also include Frey versus Jason. Yeah, it's a crossover. It, it really is both. Yeah. So, so uh, who goes first? Um, okay, so I'll uh, I'll go first, and I'll go. Um, uh, so I'll go through my whole list, and I'll uh, I'll start from uh, the bottom and go to. Oh, the you're, top. you're going worst to best. Yeah, okay. wor- worst to best, because I because I, we're 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 gonna have some surprises. Okay, and and controversy as, as we get ready to close out the show. It's a good way to end it. So uh, dead last, and uh, and and incidentally, I didn't realize this until I started writing stuff down. There needs to be a sequel to the reboot or another reboot or I something. I think they are doing a re- a, a, another reboot. I, you know what? It's been rumored um, for so long. Um, it, it, are you thinking of the the Jason in the Snow movie that? Because I, I just keep hearing like they're they're not doing a sequel to the remake. That they're doing another remake. Oh, okay, gotcha. So I I've kind of lost track. But um, but what I realize is that there's twelve movies. There needs to be a thirteenth movie, so you got to do something. Oh, uh, the only problem I see with that though is yeah. like, it'll never live up to what it should be. That's a fair point. Oh yeah, if you if you put like something called Friday the Thirteenth Part Thirteen or something like yeah. that, or here's what you do: you just call it Thirteen. That that'd be kind of yeah. cool. Um, and I, I'm I'm getting way off way off track here. I was almost gonna start suggesting what what the movie should be like, and I was gonna say like you know it's it's you know much uh, it's a it's a product of its time. So I think oh, if yeah. if you if you reboot it, it kind of set it in the eighties. Have it be a period piece set in um oh, like it. Exactly like it. That, okay. That's that's where I got that idea. It's like you know people are loving that you know Stranger Things. People are liking that. So you tap into that '80s nostalgia, and I think that that would be serviceable to fans. Like okay. I would love that. Like a contemporary Friday movie, uh, made in 2017, 2018, 19, whatever, but set in the '80s. I think that'd be cool. Well, yeah, you couldn't do it in modern times because everybody's got a cell phone. Well, well yeah, well, that's no, true. I take that back. Remake did kind of. It was said modern times, and they did kind of have an explanation like bad cell service or whatever. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm sure there's no cell towers near Crystal Lake, man. Come on. But anyway, so yeah. So I I know we're up against the clock. Uh, so dead last, number twelve. Um, Jason goes to hell. I don't like it. Okay. I don't like it. I the only thing I like about it is the opening sequence, because it's like, 
yeah, why hasn't the FBI been involved? Where is the National Guard? You know, it, it, it actually kind of like answered one of those nagging fan questions of like, but but after that, when we're doing with, with like... Uh, you didn't like the body hopping? No. Okay. I hate that because to me, like... Jason should be Jason. Jason isn't like a title that's like passed or you are now Jason. No, well, well, I, I got no patience for that. Well, funny you mentioned that. That was the idea for part five. Yes. Is that they were, it was going to be somebody would take up the mantle mm-hmm. or disguise themselves as Jason to kill. That, that was the idea with part five. That's 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 very interesting. We're 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 gonna come back to that because that that's where surprises are going to come in. So okay, so I go uh, goes to hell uh, remake. Okay. I like it okay. Um, but yeah, it's um and then from there, um Jason X. Okay. Don't need Jason in space. No, actually what I need is I need Jason in space. Again, just like goes to hell. I like the first part of it. Like where he's running around being all Jason and stuff. Yeah. But but once he becomes fucking robot Jason, get the <laughs> fuck out of here with that shit. You keep your fucking robot Jason. Um and then uh part eight takes Manhattan. Um uh, you, mean, you mean Jason takes a boat. Y- yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh Jason takes a very long boat ride on a cruise ship leaving from a lake? Question. To mark? the Atlantic. Do the Atlantic where he eventually takes Manhattan in the last five minutes of the movie and gets uh, uh, becomes a a puke monster. Yeah. Um, And then uh, Freddy versus Jason. Then I go part two, seven, three, final chapter Um, at number three is Friday the 13th. Part one. My number two. Part five, A New Beginning. I love Roy the movie. Okay. Unironically, I likes me some Roy. And and so making my number one, Jason Lives. Okay. Because I, I think that's... Hey, we'll do your list. And, and I don't think mine's going to be uh, e- e- not even the same order. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it resemb- I, I'm probably I w- not even going to resemble it. I would be surprised if we had any cross-ups. Okay, so uh, my worst, well, going from worst to best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eight. Okay. Five. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Goes to hell. Uh, Jason X. Hmm. Part seven. Okay. Remake. Oh. Freddy versus Jason. Six. Two. Mm-hmm. The original. Three. And final chapter being my favorite. That's that's a really solid pick. You can't go yeah, wrong with and, that. And with, and with the original four, my top four, they're like a hair ahead of one and the other. Like, like they're just almost yeah. equal. I almost, It'd almost be a tie, a four-way tie for first. Gotcha. And you know, I if I if I thought about it for any longer, I would probably actually put part two maybe even further down my list because I don't remember anything from it. But all I remember is that Alice gets it in the first five minutes, and 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 the burlap sack on, <laughs> upon Jason's head. But uh, actually, yeah, the, no, I remember quite a bit of that movie now that I think that, about it because that that's where you know she puts on the sweater and. Okay, never mind. I'm it cool. also had the one of the cooler death sequences where the dude in the wheelchair got in the face. Oh, that was part two? Yeah. Oh, the, yeah. Hey, the dude, he just got whacked right in the face with a machete and just started rolling down yeah. the stairs. <laughs> when I first saw that, that was just so unsettling. Yeah, that that's a that's a really cool death. That's that's a really cool death. Um the uh it, so I I think with um uh Jason Lives at my top and Final Chapter being at your top, I mean that's 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 really where you know Jason. I was gonna say where Jason lives, but no, it's. I think that I think both of those are very, probably the most representative of the franchise in large. Oh yeah, you had uh, part four. You had Jason like he was still human, but yep. he was still really powerful. Absolutely, Un- like an unstoppable killing machine. And mm-hmm. then Jason lives. You got the zombie Jason that everybody knows. Yeah. Yeah, you, you get you get to have it both ways, but I mean, I think the reason why I like part six is is the humor, okay. I, and and it has some really cool deaths. I still love the uh, face through the Winnebago one, and and then the Winnebago flips, presumably to <laughs> to scrape the, the face yeah. off, um, and and the uh, the music. I love that Alice Cooper song. Um, I I really really like it. Was. I- was that in the opening credits or was that the closing? I want to say it's in the closing. Because um, I remember the opening of Jason Lives. It was like a, a mock of 
James Bond. James Bond. It's so cool. They show the the eyeball, and he comes strolling out with the machete yeah, and, and just swipe. I love it. Jason lives. I I really really like that. And, and it's got some fourth wall breaking. Like you have the grave diggers. Like he, he's just kind of come griping about having to yeah. rebury Jason or who he thinks is Jason, and he just looks dead in the camera. like some people have a strange idea of entertainment. Exactly, and I I, I think that's great. Whereas I think with part four, that's. Um, uh, Jason at the height of his powers as like, you know, when, when you, when you think of, um, being seriously, um, scared of Jason as Jason as a, as a figure of menace. Um, and I definitely like that. But the, the last thing I wanted to say, I wanted to talk about my controversial pick of part five at number two. It's the one that I talk about the most. Okay. I, I I talk about Roy the movie a lot because it's so absurd and has the highest kill count. Does it? Uh-huh. There's like uh like twenty-two bodies in that in that movie, I think. I huh. I don't remember what the next closest is, but it's it's one or two above the next uh the next one. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um well and not all not all of them are killed by Roy, but um but yeah, no, there's well, you're not counting dream kills, are they? Those are dream kills. They don't. They're not kills. Nah, that shouldn't count. Yeah, maybe I'd have to revisit that research. But it's it's pretty narrow, right? Like you know, it's like all uh, most of them are kind of like in the in the uh, low twenties, something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I uh, so so what um um uh, just to kind of round this out, you know, kind of kind of goes back on uh, reboots and stuff. What, what would you like to see in a in a Jason reboot? Of Kind of along the lines where the the remake we already had went. I okay. think I'm in the minority where I got got a, a fair amount of enjoyment out of it. Like it, I didn't feel like it wasn't a Friday the Thirteenth movie. Oh, okay. See, yeah, and I, I I don't need Jason to be a tactical genius. I just need him to be well, an it, invincible it, killing machine. Well, I, I like that approach because mm-hmm. uh, to me a, a, re- a remake should be. Different enough, yeah. Like, uh, say the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake, it was pretty different. I, I, yeah, and kind of okay with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was an, it was okay. It wasn't mm-hmm. it wasn't great, but it was better than the sequels, or at least True. two and four, <laughs> or, or three and four. I mean, yeah, yeah. But totally. Anyway, like just a good remake to me is different enough. Yeah, I agree. It's not, it's not like a the Psycho remake where it's like I'm shot watching the, I'm watching shot. the same movie. Yeah. It's like why aren't, why aren't I just watching the original? Right. Right, like I didn't feel that way with uh, the uh, the remake that we already got for Friday the Thirteenth. Uh huh. It, it did feel like a, uh, a mashup of the first four, or condensed into the yeah. one movie. Mm-hmm. But it's just it hit the right notes for me, I guess. Yeah, I mean, and, and it and it 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 presses some of the nostalgia buttons and things like that. Yeah, and yeah. I didn't mind Jason having a series of tunnels to get around because it. it it does seem kind of silly when you think about it that Jason just pops up out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, you know, we talked about the Swiss cheese continuity um, earlier, and I think it's just one of those things that you accept. So I just kind of accept that that Jason is just in, you know, he's got supernatural teleportation or something. And, you know, it just it, it's one of those things where I acknowledge it that it doesn't really make sense, but I don't care. Right. It doesn't matter because it's That's like, not what we're here for. We're here to watch... Teenagers fucking get killed. Right. Right. Sometimes at the same time. <laughs> well, that, that was in uh, Goes to Hell. Yeah. Well, it was in, in Goes to Hell, but it was also in... Uh, part two part... had one like that. Was that part two or in the first one? The, the, no. the double spear? That was part two. Oh, okay. No, uh, the bed kill in part one, that was just Kevin Bacon by himself. Oh, yeah. getting Okay. I need to rewatch part two. God damn. Yes, you do. Because all the stuff that I thought was unmemorable, it's stuff that I remember, but not remembering from being in part two. Yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> so, all right. So, um, 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 anything else uh, before uh, before we get out of here? I'm sure there's something I'm just not thinking of. I <laughs> gotcha. Well, it's it, it it's getting late, and we've uh, we've uh, got um, adulting stuff to get back to. Yes. So uh, so killing spree. Thank you uh, uh, again for uh, uh, joining me here. This is yeah. 
Ah, God. Uh, again, we, we talked about this before when we were talking about uh, uh, Blade Runner, but yeah, we we got we to get together more often. This I'm is... sure we will for uh, Justice League and Star Wars. Oh, you know it, because yeah, I I I'm off the well, I'm off the the um off the bench. I am I am gonna go hate watch Justice League because it looks so bad. It, it really does. Hey, I, and and I, maybe Superman's in that movie. I don't know. Well. Well, he's he's at least in a dream sequence. Uh, we got that much. Whatever. So dumb. And and I I like how the latest trailer is basically the first trailer, but with um just a little more uh on the spectrum Barry Allen flash and and instead of uh um a uh, big blurry dark sky, it's big blurry red sky. Yeah, I don't know about you, but I'm expecting this to basically be uh uh, Warner Brothers remake of the Avengers. Yeah, because I mean, we already—they already basically confirmed that you have a second-tier villain using the the big purple conquerors minions. Yeah. To, so yeah. Yeah, and I, I'm not—I'm not even there for any of that. It's like, well, because like I—I I used to think that what to make Justice League work is you take the reverse of the Marvel model. You start at Justice League and work backwards. Because that that's what the audience wants, you know. Then you do your spinoff movies, but they can't even get that right. Yeah. So, um, I will say this though: yeah, if they get uh, Mike Ironside to play Darkseid, all's forgiven. You know, you know, I because I was watching old clips of the Superman cartoons. Like one, it's like this is the Superman I want. Yeah, and, and also. Ironside's just great as Darkseid. Absolutely, absolutely. He's not corny. He's dead serious. Yeah, you know, I mean, and and that Superman animated series, I think that kind of gets lost in the shuffle because that's really great stuff. It's not not quite as great as as Batman. Well, that's probably why it's lost in the shuffle. It's just you had Batman and you also had uh, the X Men. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it just it it's nobody seems to remember. It doesn't have that same nostalgia. Well, but it also had a very shitty NES game or not NES. Uh, the the sixty four. Yeah. 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 Um. But yeah, no, I'm classic, and you know, I I talk. I'm not a Superman fan. I'm really not. I, I think he's way too powerful, which makes him difficult to be interesting. But what I do know is that there are certain character traits that you have to get right. And I think that's why I'm so upset about these movies. I don't need Superman that that's more grimdark than Batman. No, I was talking to my... That's uh, dumb. I was talking to my dad about this because I... Me and him saw Batman v Superman, and mm-hmm. we were just talking comparing that to uh, Christopher Reeve's Superman, yeah. where Superman and... Those movies was he was like he was hopeful. Yeah. Whereas uh Superman and Batman v Superman, he's like, I don't wanna be here. Like that's the impression I at least in, yeah. in, in that montage where he's saving everybody, he's like, he just had a look on his face like I should be fucking Lois right now. Yeah, in in a bathtub for no apparent reason. <laughs> but no, I mean that that's that is the main thing. Christopher Reeve plays a Superman that enjoys being Superman. Yeah. He likes being Superman. And I don't I don't you know, if, if uh, Zack Snyder, grim, dark Superman doesn't want to be Superman, well, I don't want to watch that. You I, know? C- I could have accepted that for the uh, Man of Steel movie just because he's figuring out who he is, that kind sure. of thing. But for the sequels, it's like, he should, he should know right now. Yeah. 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 And, and again, that's... You know what? There has not been a single podcast episode we've done where we have not invoked Batman v Superman at some point. So I... The- yeah, there, there was a shitlords episode about it, but you weren't there for it. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I hadn't seen the movie at that that's point. That's what it was. You that's seen what it was. I hadn't seen it. I'm like, sorry, guys, I, I, I can't. I, I don't want it spoiled because I think I want to hate watch it. And yeah, and that's that was episode one, right, of shitlords? I think that launched it. I think it was. Wow. Memories. <laughs> All right. On that, let's uh, let's get out of here. All uh, um, Spree, where, uh, where can people find you on the internet? Oh, right, this is part two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a totally separate episode. Breaking yes, that it's part. not. We're not recording everything at the same goddamn no, time. No, here. not not even at at all. No, uh, you can find me at, on Twitter at Late Night Death. Very good. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mike Seibert Radio. The um, uh, mailbag is Mike Seibert Radio uh, doc, at gmail.com. Uh, my name is Mike. This is Killing Spree. And until next time, make good choices. Or bad. Yeah, exactly. Later.
And thanks again to the KGRG team for letting us crash their studio again. Check out Today's Rock on KGRG FM 89.9 as well as classic alternative KGRG1.com. And if you want to help out the KGRG radio stations during their fall pledge drive, go to KGRG.com and click on the donate tab for more information. Now, I know I'm not alone in saying that I would not be a broadcaster if not for the KGRG radio stations and the broadcast journalism program at Green River College. And I, uh, I mention them so often because I think the program is important and should be around for that next generation of aspiring broadcasters to find their voice as I have along with countless others. Um, I'll leave it there for now, uh, but I wanted to close out the show with a few promos uh, for KGRG programming just to give you a flavor of the shows that the students are putting out on the air right now. I'll see you next week. It is that time of year again, folks. The leaves are changing, the air is getting a little chillier, and it's time for the KGRG Fall Pledge Drive. Donate what you can to support local radio made by the kids for the kids. When you donate, you get some pretty sweet KGRG merch, like t-shirts, pins, and even a messenger bag. Show your local radio pride, donate a little, and keep these gnarly tunes pumping. Call 253-833-5004, and a DJ will walk you through the process. Thanks in advance. Uncommon Chords is all about bringing you brand new indie rock, emo, and post-punk. We are also all about supporting our local artists and the scene. Here are some local bands we help to bring to the airwaves. Baywitch. Babe Waves. Ramona. To hear more indie rock, emo, and post-punk, and to support your local artists, listen to Uncommon Chords every Thursday night from 7 to 10. Hey, Stardog Red here, and I'm hosting a new local music show called Puget Rock here on KGRG-FM with T2. Hello! It's every Wednesday from 3 to 7 p.m. here on KGRG-FM, where you can hear music from local bands playing every weekend near you. And be sure to check out Puget Rock on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and be sure to check out previous episodes and our concert calendar at PugetRock.com. Hey guys, this is Andrea from the KGRG FM show The Mixtape. As you know, we normally play your classic alternative like our sister station, KGRG1. However, that's going out the window. Yeah! Whoa, whoa, whoa! Oh god, Mickey, what are you doing? <gasps> Not literally, Mickey! Oh, <laughs> my bad. <sighs> anyway, what I mean is that we'll not only be playing classic alternative rock. Now we're playing all rock from the 50s to the future. future. So we'll have classic rock, glam rock, pop rock, progressive rock, hard rock, psychedelic rock, punk rock, indie rock, as well as new wave, grunge, goth, and whatever else we might have missed. So tune in to KGRG FM 89.9 every Tuesday from 4 to 7 p.m. for the mixtape. Hey, uh, <laughs> do you think I'll have to pay for that window? Yeah, you will. 89.9 KGRG-FM is a student-ran, community-supported college radio station broadcasting today's rock out of Green River College for the past 25 years. KGRG provides one of the premier broadcast journalism degree programs in the country. The KGRG Fall Pledge Drive is underway now until November 18th. To support local college radio, visit KGRG.com. All donations are tax-deductible and go directly to KGRG. That's the Donate tab on KGRG.com. Make good choices! <gasps>